Hey guys, welcome back to the Black and the Beast podcast where we talk about the beauties of being black and the beasts we deal with daily. I am Kirsten and today is going to be a different kind of episode because I got my OG Mako in this bitch. Uh, this is Ayala and we're just talking about white folks. Just talking about white folks. Talking about white people. <laughs> yeah, because them niggas are a trigger on their own all year 2020. Oof. Yeah, so we're going to take a second and y'all going to listen to these ads and shit and then we're going to come back and talk about white people because that's what the point of this episode is. Thank you for listening and I'll be right back. All right, pause. Before we get into the episode, as per the usual in the last two episodes, I want to go ahead and throw out a plug for my book. It is called Something I've Always Wanted on Amazon. It is an ebook. Um, like I said before, I'm working on getting physical copies out there for you guys. But if you can go ahead and, uh, you know, just help out, go purchase the book, read it. Let me know what you think. Um, I do want to bring out more content in regards to poetry and books. I feel like that's something that we need to explore a little bit more because it was freeing artistically for us as a community. But go ahead and check it out and let me know what you think. All right. So welcome back. So first off, before we get into all the extra shit, I am not a racist. Well, I'm not talking about, I don't see color, nigga. No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about like white people and we all know who white people are. I feel like white people know who white people are. Like we're not talking about the homie that, that we call by his name. We're not talking about John. We're talking about Karen. We're talking about Kevin. We're talking about Mark and Matthew. Like we're talking about <laughs> for real. Like, so just to put that out there, this is not because I have friends. I have white friends. And I don't want any of them to get offended, but all of my white friends would probably laugh and are laughing at that shit because they know me. So at the end of the day, we are talking about the grandmas who are stuck in their 60s ways. We talking about the grandpas who bald and wear MAGA hats for no reasons just, just to trigger people. That's what we talking about because 2020 has been a bitch. So... <laughs> Boy, has it... <laughs> so uh just to start off because i feel like you know we could talk about we could talk about the karens and shit but that's like we have karens every day we could start with something that is really unique that happened this year that has traumatized all of us all of us white black everything all of us are traumatized because we have gotten to experience a different type of caucasity <laughs> due to <laughs> the coronavirus covid hit and the karens like i don't know what happened in their beds but them bitches started bubbling in the middle of the night and they woke up with every problem in the world i am over literally we could like we could talk about masks bro yeah, like, I feel like 2020 <laughs> has brought out these Karens and Kyles. Like, <laughs> you know, like, when you try to go kill a bug, and then you find out, like, damn, there's hella more other bugs. Ah, uh, when like, you see an ant, nigga. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, there's a fucking artery of these niggas. But, but no, like, the... 
Corona. Corona has brought out the ugly of people that I think is a much more deeper disease than whatever the fuck Corona is doing. And the, the mask shit is like ass backwards. Like that shit doesn't make any fucking sense. I think the masks have put the white people that we talking about today, like it has put them in a position where like now we see the shit that really fuck with y'all. Cause like, I think everybody else, and this isn't exclusive to black people. I think we feel it differently because their animosity is so obviously with us, but like all it's shown that like when we stub our toe and we hold our breath and suck our thug tear up, like them motherfuckers cry like babies. <laughs> like, like they cry for real. They suck their thumb and they go looking for their mama. Because when you think about something like masks, it's like stubbing your toe. Like none of us want to wear this shit. Like none of us were born with masks. Like my three-year-old, like she asked for her mask when she go outside, but she three is normal. Every day is fucking Halloween to her now. But to us, in our fucking stoner, alcoholic, McDonald's eating asses, <laughs> oh, hypertension and shit, it don't work. But it's not like it's not like one group of people is just in a worse position because they have to wear these masks. Like I feel like the amount of privilege and like literally like selfishness that we've seen when it comes down to this like group of people in particular since the coronavirus has hit has been fucking crazy. It's like in the most simple way possible, going back into the work field with the whole mass situation has been the most draining process of my entire life. <laughs> Especially based off of the fact, like you said, um, being told no, that triggers white people. Because when you go back and look at their privilege and how that even starts is the fact that they feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want. And then now you have people, literally the law <laughs> states, in certain states, you have to wear a fucking mask. Now out here, us Nevadans, we <laughs> have to wear a mask. And when we have people that are coming from all over and they have this like, like this, this like entitlement that they're like, oh, you know what? Because where I'm at, we don't gotta wear a mask. But fuck that. Bitch, when in Rome. I mean, I'm on vacation. And you know, like a lot of people, a lot of people are traveling right now for pleasure. They're not traveling because they need to they need to work. They're literally traveling for pleasure. So then it's like you out here trying to live your best life. And then you got someone telling you, hey, when you come into our establishment, you got to put your mask on. And then you have a whole fit. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It's literally, like you said, that sense of entitlement. It's like, bro, like, I don't know when a mask became like a mask is their MAGA hat, bro. Like when you put a mask you know, on, like, them niggas will rip, they'll rip the mask off you and call you stupid for wearing one. It's like, no, nah, bro, I'm saving lives. You're a contradiction. Yo, I had a dude, this was like around maybe like my third week of working and third week or like a month. And this was like right after, like we opened back up without masks being mandatory. Mm -hmm. And then after that, 
it turned into it being mandatory. And I remember this dude came in and I was like, sir, you have to have a mask to be in here. There's a sign, like, didn't even say it in a rude way. Just put your mask on. Long story short, he lives in Nevada. So he knows what's up. And the whole time he's arguing with me, talking about how these masks don't even work and da 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 and this and that. And it's like, when you fall back onto how white people operate, they have no considerancy. If that's a word. Is that a word? <laughs> consideration. Is consideration. I got they ain't got you. no consideration. I got, you. I got you. You know what I mean? Thank you. You are They ain't got no consideration of the fact that it's like, it's not just you. Right. Just because you feel this way, like, unfortunately, we got to wear the fucking mask. And it sucks because the masks are, like, low-key not healthy for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's like, you are only thinking about yourself. Right. It's like, it's literally, <laughs> when you think about it, that's the difference in the two Americas. Because entitlement comes from only thinking about yourself. Yeah. Like, that's literally what it is. And in our America, we've been forced to care. Like, even when you think about coronavirus and the fact that it, like, it impacted the Black community differently than it did any other group. Like, we ain't have a choice but to become more cautious. Like, you got people whose grandparents still ain't been out the house. Mm-hmm. Like, you got people who still ain't seen newborn babies. Like, kids, bro, Micah or this nigga been in the house for, what, since a month before his first birthday? Literally has spent half of of his first year, whatever, or second year in the house. Yeah, it sucks. Because, like, especially, like... Having kids in the middle of corona is hard, especially in their most like fundamental stages where this is the opportunity for your toddler to express their personality. And then like now they're becoming these like shut in cabin fever ass monsters because you can't take them out. Like I know with my kids, I can't bring them around people that they don't know. They don't know how to act. You want to know what the problem is, Monica? (laughs) Back to white people. Put the fucking mask on. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal for you to be just as uncomfortable as everybody else. Nigga, we ain't telling you, you know, you can't read. I mean, we're not telling you, you feel me, that like you are chattel. We're not telling you that you're three-fifths of a human being. We're not telling you that no one's going to get charged when you get shot in your own house. Like, put the fucking mask on. Like nobody, there's nothing that we are doing to literally demonstrate oppression. We just trying to help a nigga out. And y'all showing how y'all feel about that shit. Because at the end of the day, when you really think about it, like, and I think that that's the most annoying part about white people in 2020, because it shows literally how against simply working together. They are like, you're excited when it's the rat race. Oh, Florida can open and shit like that. But nigga, like coronavirus ain't stopped, but y'all want to put our fucking kids in school. And it's not going to be out. Like, it's not going to be their kids. They kids in the private schools with the right. laptops that they own and shit right. like that. They don't have to get up and go to their public school and get a laptop or a fucking tablet. It ain't even a fucking laptop. These kids got MacBooks. Ours got shit. Chromebooks. Straight up. <laughs> right. They got computers you can't do shit on. Ain't memory. None of that. You can't get creative on a Chromebook. You feel me? 
Like we got those type of limitations. Like nigga, nobody, nobody is stopping you from existing. So why is it like let's throw these these people who ain't never had like who have never not ain't ever but who have who who haven't had an opportunity to really like do shit. Like let's not only just throw it in their face that their that their life ain't shit. Because I'm gonna be real with you. 2020 for black people like that's trauma. Just outside of coronavirus, when you look at the amount of death we've been forced to look at on our phones every fucking day, it is some bullshit. It's some bullshit. And then what makes it worse is that, like, unfortunately, this shit has been happening for hella long. But it's like, when you say forced to look at it, it's one thing to be, like, actively doing shit. But during quarantine, how many deaths we experience... All that of our we had to continue to keep repeating to the point where it was like, nigga, put your phone down. Because it's like every month, every other week is something fucking different. That is why I kind of refuse to have an episode of this podcast where mental health don't get brought up at least for 30 seconds. Because right now for us as a community, just because of this shit alone, like it's time for us to actually focus on getting our mind right. Because just like we can come up, like nigga, you could sit here and have a whole episode of a podcast on white people just in 2020. Just in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Not our whole lives. Just Just in 2020. 2020. It's like you clutching your purse because this motherfucker calling the cops. Like, even with the Breonna Taylor situation, like, there was somebody who, in so many words, they didn't forge a warrant, but, like, got a warrant for some bullshit. Yo, my my biggest question when it comes to this Breonna Taylor shit, this is my biggest question. How did y'all manage to pay her family a multi-million dollar settlement for a wrongful death and didn't charge anybody for, death. for the wrongful death? For death, how? bro. How, how does that work? But that's how the thing. How does that fucking work? But that's literally, and that's what I'm saying, 2020 is a trigger warning on its own because just the fact that we're alive and that's the type of shit that we're like experiencing or witnessing, bro. And it's not us. Just like the conversation of the system, we could literally talk about, oh, we need to reform the criminal justice system and we need to do this and we need to do that. No, fuck that shit. We need to scrap this shit because at the end of the day, for us as a people and for us as a community, we were not included in the idea and the intent and the true essence of what this shit is and the way that humanity is included in shit. Yeah. We weren't. So that's why it's like white people get upset at you saying defund the police, but cannot give you a reason to keep them outside of to reinforce the narrative they created. Like, yeah, crime is a thing. Shit happens. But more of us are fucked up because of mental health than anything. Where is the money going, though? Because cops don't even make that much money. Lawsuits. When you're paying out 12... You really, like, bro, Ahmaud Arbery, when you're thinking about fucking the Breonna Taylor situation, just in general, the 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 negligence, like, those are those media cases that all of us fucking hear about. But at the end of the day, they, those are one in, like, what feels like a million. Right. That shit happens all the time. You, how, many, how many people do you hear about post-settlement? Where is the money going? To them killing us. We're paying for the like bond on our head. It's like some wild west shit. Like, 
a hundred K for a nigga. Get a nigga off the street. And these niggas is like these cops are pawns. Like when you say it, when you say that, that just solidifies that these cops are fucking pawns because they're not banking like that. They're barely making they're not making no six they're figures. power hungry they're just like a podunk they're just like the maga hat motherfuckers they're just like the niggas with the mask you give them an inch they're gonna take a mile of power like even back to the mask situation anybody anti-mask and oh they're infringing on our rights because we have to wear something on our face what you wear a maga hat in 115 degree weather in las vegas nevada but you mad about this fucking like yo your scalp is sweating. All of us are uncomfortable. There's an odor in this room. But you don't want to put a mask on. Do us all a fucking favor. Like at the end of the day, there are certain things, and, and that's the problem. And I think that's why white people are so triggering in 2020, because it's like you realize the shit that they care about. The, the shit, shit that they fucking care about. We've been saying, say her name all fucking year, damn near. Yeah, it's been seven months. These niggas is protesting masks and mad at us for protesting George Floyd. Oh, looting this. I'll say it. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, the for real. But that's like, what I'm saying. You talking about looting. Put a fucking mask on so we can go back to fucking work and pay for the shit. Yo, it's crazy because it's so crazy because like I was really at work this morning and it wasn't like I just like woke up in a bad mood or anything. Like I was just like, all right, it's just one of them days I'm ready to be off. Like I'm getting burnt out through the week. Right. And like I just got done getting told that one of my coworkers, white, okay. Asked, there was a protest the day that the verdict came out for Breonna Taylor shit. And she asked, I don't understand why this protest is even happening. <sighs> Disrespectful. This goes back to what the fuck you're saying about what the fuck they care about. And then I have this white dude come in blowing my fucking ear up with white people problems. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> there's so much more other shit going on in the world right now. Really <laughs> Sounds like you're about this shit. For this bullshit. Like this, <laughs> you're literally complaining to me about white people problems that are like, bro, go to home, go home. Just go home. Go home, Roger. Just go home, go fucking home because we got innocent ass people dying and y'all over here thinking like, cause this is how y'all operate with the fucking settlement. I'm really, I, I'm really like, I know I'm not part of her family and I'm not, you know, her mom or anything, but like I'm disrespected for them mm -hmm. based off of the fact that like y'all really try to give us hush money. Y'all really try to simmer this say her name, Breonna Taylor movement down mm -hmm. by giving them money. Like you killed her only child. And she that's had like to bury that child before she but my thing is, even with that, are y'all giving them twelve million like after taxes? Like, even with that, like that, I feel like the idea of trying to pay pay because like people get upset when you say, "Oh, they paid for this." It's like, nah, bro. I think that that's what white people do. They are capitalistic to the point where there is a price for most yeah. shit. And so it's like in this situation, it's like when it comes down to the idea of them trying to pay and put a price on a, on on somebody's head like that, like y'all literally, like bro, 
from what I understand in the narrative, like she was alive on the floor, like moaning for help. And there was no medical attention for like 25 minutes. When you think about that, like you would, bro, I'm gonna be honest. Okay, like, first of all, I'm sorry not to cut yeah, you no, off, but like, what I don't understand, they have a no knock like law in Kentucky, but they also have an open carry state, and then they have the self defense part that saves them if someone intrudes your home. Why did they go in there like guns blazing though? Like, why did they go in there just shooting? Mm -hmm. And even with that, because it's like that, it's like Charles Barkley talking about, oh, well, we have to remember that her boyfriend shot at the cops. First okay. of fucking all, um, if you're sitting in your house, laying in your bed, watching a movie in the middle of the night and somebody kick your shit in, you gonna shoot somebody. If you got a gun, you gonna shoot somebody. And if you're not shooting, you coming up in there, you're not about to, to go in like offensive. It's gonna be defensive behavior fight or flight fight or flight the cops are the ones who are taught to fight and to fly when they fucking need to they're the ones that need to apply that rhetoric so it's like even with that like the idea of them running in there guns ablazing based off of oh this is orders that was an assumption a stereotype okay so let me get this straight like just so i have a clear understanding they went in there, they had a warrant, quote unquote. No knock warrant. No knock warrant, but they it's a no knock, that's the fuck the laws in Kentucky. And then they started shooting. They said that they banged on a door or some shit like that. When he yelled out to see who it was, they didn't announce who they were. So he shot a shot, a single shot uh -huh. at the ground. Okay. And when he shot the shot at the ground, that's when the fire fight pretty much started. But even with that, they had no fucking reason to be there. Why is it so easy to disrupt black lives and then move on with your day? Like y'all went to bed knowing that like, y'all went to sleep at night knowing that y'all just fucking shot hella times at a body that was asleep. I mean, what overseer feels bad about the slave they had to hang? I mean, I mean, it's understandable. This goes back to white folks and their caucasity. The caucasity of these motherfuckers. The caucasity. For real. But um, but no, that shit is uh, that shit is just really, it's a really sad situation. It's a sad reality that we have to swallow. Um, I think that like as black people, we have to stop reacting off of emotions because we kind of knew this was gonna be the outcome, and it's it's. It's annoying and it's really fucked up that they even had a bullshit ass fucking charge for this nigga that's gonna probably only do six months to maybe a year mm -hmm. or a one to five year sentence. And it's 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 sad. And it's sad, like you said, that we have to be just disrupted and then like motherfuckers just carry on with their fucking lives and then but that's literally what this is. That's why it's like, even when you look at like, and this is another thing why people have been doing to piss me off or just to irritate me 2020, like that, or something that's new that's triggered me, like the silence, mm. yep. the literal silence. Like when it comes down to 
because at the end of the day, I feel like with the, all the algorithms and shit, like we're going to see it first. Like this is lynching. If lynching is anything, what we're witnessing right now, but it's like they all to love black culture so much. These motherfuckers are following the same pages we follow. So how are you not seeing this and how are you not feeling this? Like there are certain people that get out there front line, but most of like you're really learning who your true adversaries are, right. who your true friends are. Like that's why when I said the whole thing earlier about like me having white friends and shit like that, like, bro, I'm beyond that because at the end of the day, like I have friends, bro. Right. And that's all we want. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be the black friend. We want to just be the fucking homie, bro. And I have homies, legit homies. And when I really sit back and I think about it, it's like 2020 has shown me in a traumatic, quick, rip the bandaid off way that like not everybody your homies and not all skin folk or kin folk. Mm -hmm. Like there has been a level of silence and like just blatantly ignoring shit that's fucking me up. Yo, I swear I had to follow a lot of people that just weren't saying shit and it was like, I'm sorry, but to ask questions like, why are we even protest? Why are people even protesting? Or like, to sit up here and try to act like you can get away from anything that's going on on, on television. It's like <laughs> the gins at our job. No, right. Like, people like, well, y'all don't know, but I'm pretty sure y'all have somebody in your life. That's Karen's like that. also go by Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but no like it's it's like to, I don't know what's more disrespectful is to sit up here and try to act like like y'all don't know what the fuck is going on and it's something that you legitimately can't miss because I know y'all watch the news y'all motherfuckers stay on CNN mm -hmm. they're talking about it everywhere and your silence is proving more than anything that you could ever fucking say that, that, that shit is is Ugh, it's disgusting. And then it's like, there's the silence and then the ones that make excuses for why shit popped off the way it did with this police brutality and deaths that are happening and shit. And that shit is like, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, when you look at what position a fucking police officer plays, they're at the bottom of the fucking food chain. They are not anybody to determine who the fuck lives or dies, whether someone commits a crime or not. And that's something that is like the basic reality that everybody has to fucking face, even the fucking police themselves. Why do y'all feel like you guys can just take a life because someone committed a fucking crime? It's not even about the fact that like there's a threat or someone pointed a gun. I mean, like, obviously, like, if your life is in danger, that makes a little bit more sense. But, like, nine out of ten times, that's not what the fucking case is. And you mean to fucking tell me you're the one that determines that this person gets to die? Judge and jury, but that's the, that is white. That is the reason why we have to scrap everything and start over because that's the white relationship with America in contrast to everyone else's. Right. America stops for what they have to say. Masks, school and education, like money. The fact that that stimulus check, the second one, hasn't been passed. Like America is so fucking traumatized right now. It's the caucasity of these motherfuckers. It's crazy because it's like there's so many people that are not approved for unemployment during this pandemic. 
I know a bartender that worked at one of the restaurants downtown and he has he actually got COVID. Like mm-hmm. they shut down the, the bar, obviously. Um, didn't get his unemployment because of some shit that the fucking job fucked up. And he got COVID. And I'm like, and this nigga has is five months behind on his rent. Yeah. Getting ready to get kicked out because in America, they are kicking motherfuckers out for some odd ass reason. I think it's literally just, it's literally just the, the idea of us allowing them to sow so many like negative seeds. And now they're literally coming to harvest because America has never been shaped to take care of the slave. It's been shaped for the slave to be productive. Right. And like, yeah, we're not living in 400 years ago level of slavery. But if you think about technology and how you apply technology or just the cost of living and shit like that, like you might as well be eating chillings. <laughs> like, bro, because yeah. all of us are, we're working to pay rent. Working we're, to pay a car note. Working to pay rent. But yo, at the end of the day, all we're looked at as in the white man's eyes is a is service. Mm-hmm. But that's why we're a machine to them. But that's why this episode is being done. Because if anything, I want this to piss off Karen. I want Karen to listen to this and then share this to every other fucking Karen. So that Karen can know that we are over this fucking shit as a people. Like, we're done. Y'all get on our fucking nerves. I'm done being nice about it. You fucking irritate me. And ain't got shit to do with race. It has everything to do with manners and behavior. You don't have none. You don't take your shoes off when you go into people's houses. You don't fucking pray before you eat. You don't You don't speak when you walk in the fucking house. Oh, you don't do any of that fucking shit. And I'm over it because we do that shit because we know how to fucking deal with people because we're human beings. I mean... Not gonna talk about that because that's Joe Rogan shit. But at the end of the day, that's why this episode is being done because y'all motherfuckers really get on our nerves and y'all need to be respectful to culture. And y'all need to be respectful to us because at the end of the day, we are done allowing y'all to capitalize off of us and what the fuck matters about us at the behest of you because you fucking suck. And that's why everybody's fucking sick. And that's why everybody's stuck in the house. And that's why kids are learning from fucking computers and not people. We'll be back. Hey guys, just speaking in. Uh, Random plug. My book, Something I've Always Wanted. Kirsten Smith. Amazon. Go look for it. Go get it. Thank you. All right, so welcome back to the show. And long story short, short story two could be longer. We're going to come back and we're going to have to like do a part two on this shit. Because what I noticed is, and what the homie just pointed out while we were like on our break, is that we only talked about mask and police brutality. And the fact that like low-key, them, them versions of the white people just suck all together there's nothing nothing else that you could really say outside of that 
So we're gonna do that. We're gonna do a part two, and we. Look, okay, so we're gonna do a part two to that, but we got some other shit coming for y'all too. So if y'all like the fucking vibe or whatever, like this is my best friend, bro. I don't give a fuck. I'll say it. I'm her best friend too. We smoke weed <laughs> together, okay? Our babies kick it. <laughs> so at the end of the day, black people are not a monolith, and what we got coming, like, I'm gonna be honest, my elders ain't gonna wanna hear that shit because it's a little reckless. But. There are different flavors, and we're going to get into all of those. So I want to shout us out in our future project that don't have a name. But uh, as per the use, if you enjoy the show, go ahead and subscribe and share and rate it and support your fucking friends the way that I'm supporting mine right now by forcing her to fucking do some shit. Yerp. Yerp. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you guys for listening to this episode. Like I said earlier, it's a lighter episode or it's not as like pointed as the other ones, but it's something loose and it's been real tough. Like stay blessed and take care of your mental health, support your friends once again, and just be dope. Be as dope as God made you, all of it. Because at the end of the day, that's all you got right now. That and your kids. But thank you for listening and have a dope one. Goodbye.